0: And this is real presence live. Hey, if it's if you're looking for something to do tonight at the University of Mary in Bismarck, there is a basketball game going on between the Fargo Priests and the Bismarck Priests. Uh, it's an event, uh, really, there to to raise money for Catholic education. And the winner, the winning team, gets a pretty good pot going to their diocese. Uh, so that game is tonight, July 18th, tonight, 7 p.m. at the University of Mary there in Bismarck. Uh, cheer on the Bismarck Priests or cheer on the Fargo Priests as they play a basketball game head to head. Winner takes all, uh, again, 7 p.m. tonight at the McDowell, McDowell Activity Center. And this is in honor of Monsignor Wald, who is a beautiful priest here. I worked for him for a couple of years at Holy Spirit as youth coordinator, and he was also the, the pastor there in Jamestown, pastor in many parishes across the diocese. Absolutely. So join that tonight, again, University of Mary, 7 p.m., um, at the McDowell Activity Center tonight, basketball game. We're going to move into our next conversation here with Christina Lar. Good morning, Christina. How are you?
1: Good morning. Doing great.
0: Yeah. How are you doing this morning? What's, what, what are you up to this morning?
1: Well, I'm here on the radio. and <laughs> <laughs> here here at work. I was working on designing New Earth this uh, this morning, so that's... We're in that stage of the month of, yeah. of putting that together.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for all your work with the New Earth. It's a it's a beautiful a beautiful work that you and Paul put together for the diocese of Fargo. So we're going to talk with you now a little bit about a book where we're just talking about Bishop with Bishop Cousins about the Eucharist revival um, and bringing the Eucharist uh, the life of the Eucharist into the world. And one of the things that uh, you have a special take on is bringing that uh, life of the Eucharist uh, to children. So you wrote a book. Tell us a little bit about that process. So we'll first, give us the name of the book.
1: The book is Candle's Great Feast, so it's about a little candle that, uh, that goes to Mass. So he, he starts his life, so to speak, in, in the dark corner, and I thought about how you know candles are supposed to be lit, they're supposed to bring light to the world, and how, how hard it would be for a little candle to be in the dark. And so um, he, gets, he gets bought to, uh, to, to Mass, and then he's lit by, um, on the altar and uh, meets Jesus at Mass.
0: What was your interest, inspiration for starting the story? Go back all the way back to the beginning where it's like, I have a thought. This is a crazy thought. At like, that point, where, how did this start?
1: Sure. Yeah, I was, um, so in 2017, I was, I went to Adoration. Um, I was at a, at a point in my life where I really felt, you know, like, oh, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And um, feeling just discouraged. Um, and so I was, I was finding myself at the Adoration Chapel uh, by the cathedral in Fargo uh, quite often. And so I... Um, was praying there, saying, Jesus, what, I don't know, what, what do you think <laughs> about my life? What should I do? And um, I just, I thought about those candles. There's four candles along, around um, the monstrance with the Eucharist. And I thought about how these candles, they, they probably just sit in a closet somewhere. And then when they're lit, since it's a perpetual adoration, once they're lit, they're probably just lit for the entire time that they're alive, so to speak. And uh, they get to spend their entire life with Jesus. And how beautiful that is. It is. And it's like, well, that's what I'm called to do. But then I also kept thinking about the candles. <laughs> and so um, that's, that's where the story came from.
2: What a, what a beautiful uh, reflection. You know, I, I, as, as a cradle Catholic, you know, you see these candles on the altar and you, you take some of these things for granted after a while. And, and just what a, what a beautiful thing they are and how important it is. I know as, as serving mass, when the candles aren't lit, we, we stop the mass to, to get the candles lit. Uh, it's so important on the altar, and and what a refreshing way to bring the significance of that light uh, to, to to light. Did you uh,
0: did Did you do some research on candles, or the history of candles, or the making of candles, or, or what was the next step in, in writing the book?
1: Uh, not really. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't research candles in particular, but mostly I the I wrote the rough draft of the book there in the Adoration Chapel, and then it sort of sat in a drawer for two years. But every time I'd go back to the Adoration Chapel, I'd always remember, you know, kind of how much fun I had writing that. And so, and I just felt Jesus was nudging me and inviting me to pursue this in whatever way that looks like. And so I, um, I started researching how to publish things and I eventually decided to self-publish. And so I had to find an illustrator that, that I, I really, she did a phenomenal job. Um, and, uh. Yeah, I mean I think the biggest uh, the biggest challenge to the whole process was um, just taking the leap especially with self-publishing and you have to find an illustrator and you have to, have to pay them and so it's kind of a big investment up front but um, I really felt that the Lord was inviting me to this to, to take a risk and to go on this little adventure with him so um, it's been a it's been a beautiful adventure so far
0: and so this is a fully illustrated chi- uh, children's book um, it- As you did when you worked with your illustrator, were there conversations you had? Well, okay, I want it to look like this, or I want you. How was how those conversations go with the illustration?
1: Yeah, they for the most part, I did a sort of storyboard of here's this text goes with this image, and um, but I didn't give her too many specifics. I just I wanted her. She's like, you're the artist. You go figure it out. Um, And she she did a great job. We did little tweaks together, but for the most part, um, yeah. She there's there's actually one moment where she asked me what you know do you have a preference in what the church looks like, the architecture, these sorts of things? And I'm like, not particularly. I want it to be beautiful. Um, and she said, okay, great. I have an idea. I'm going to write it. I'll have a sketch for you. And there's a story behind this. Okay, great. So I was really excited for this story to come out. And so she she based the, the church off of a church that was in Chile, that's where she's from, um, that had actually burned down. And so she was able to take the images of this church and, you know, in a way to keep that architecture alive through the book and I was like that's perfect that's what I want (laughs) I mean you know it's horrible that the church burned down but it was I was I don't know it was just kind of amazing the timing there that a church that she um, was so closely a part of that she was able to bring that back through this book so
0: you know it kind of makes me think of a kind of a I don't know what the paradox there the power of fire with the candle, the power of fire, to burn a building down. There's something about that fire uh, that is powerful uh, in us. Can you tell us, so this journey is your, from, from the beginning of writing the book to the end of where you published the book, what changed in you? What, what, what did you see? What, what kind of, what did you see the Lord doing in you? Because he doesn't waste anything, right? He uses everything for, for all good, for the individual and for all those we're working with. What, what did you see happening inside you as you, as you went through this process?
1: I think the first, it was such a huge leap to, to just I'm doing this. Okay, I'm putting money into this. I'm making the investment, and I was I was terrified of that initially, and um, it it just that took me forever. And so I've noticed, I guess, in me that it's it's easier for me to take risks. Like it was really good for me to take that leap of faith and to to say the Lord is the Lord is going to provide for me and. And I mean, not to say I've never taken risks before, but there was something particular about a, a dollar amount <laughs> that I've never done, and um, so I, I, it's 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 been great to have a little more faith in that. Um, when it's like I don't I can't see the path clearly, but I feel the Lord is calling me this way, and I can be more at peace with with those sorts of decisions.
2: So, Christina, uh, how is how's is the book being received now that it's out and published and? You've been able to put it in someone else's hands. Uh, what are you hearing?
1: Um, people seem to love it. <laughs> it's cute. That's that's the biggest word that seems to come out. I mean, the illustrations are just adorable, um, and that's 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 what always comes back to me. It's like ah, every it, the, the the image the the faces are just so joyful, and then I love I love that, and, uh, um, and you know, on some level, it's a kids' book, so it, it's for kids, but it's also for adults. I mean, they're the ones that are are initially reading it. They're reading it to their kids and um you know it seems almost like the the adults are are enjoying it so much too that it's like oh there's just this book that's that's just beautiful that um i can share with my kids to to further um help them understand the real presence of the eucharist and it seems it seems to be something for adults too that there's something there that there's something about the simplicity of the story you can read in five minutes that's like huh okay you know maybe maybe there's something here for me too um
2: well, that's really important because I know as, as a grandfather and a, and a, and a parent, uh, if that becomes a favorite book, you're going to read it over and over and over again uh, every night to your, to your child. Because if, if, it, if it's beautiful, the kids are going to want to see it.
0: Well, and I think uh, it's interesting. We're going to go back to where we've, we've developed this theme of life as we talked with Bishop Andrew Cousin, Cousins last hour. Um, and in a real sense, this candle gives its life for Christ correct i mean as yes. a candle burns yes. it melts right
1: yep. yep that is that's sort of the conclusion of of the book is that the the, the, church, the candle is lit after at every mass and slowly he he goes down but there's a there's a beauty in that that he got to live his entire life for the glory of god
0: i must decrease and he must increase mm-hmm. You know, it makes me think of when I was a kid I had a book that my grandparents gave me that was about a tree that wanted to do something very important. It was a pine tree, wanted to be very, very important and do great things, and guess what? It became the cross that Christ was nailed upon. and It gives its life for. So this this story, when I read it, I was like, Oh, that reminds me of a book when I was a kid. Um, and do you are you familiar with that? Is that, that the, story?
1: the three trees? Yeah, the three trees. Yep. Yeah, one of them because becomes the the ship, I yep. think, for mm-hmm. yeah, for Christ, and then also the, the Where he's born. Yeah, the manger. The manger. Yeah,
0: and then the and then the cross. Yeah, 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 beautiful, (laughs) beautiful stories. But again, going back to this theme of life, you know, honestly, our lives are not for our own. Matter of fact, if you if you what scripture tells us, you know, if you save your life, you know, you will you will lose it. If you give your life, you will you will save it. So it's like that same theme, the same Catholic Christian theme. We have to give our lives for Christ, and then we can um, have an impact.
1: For sure. So thank you,
0: thank you for giving of your gifts. With this Christina well where do, you, where do you hope this goes what what, what do you uh, what do you hope happens
1: well I hope people get a chance to read it um, I hope they get a chance to share it with their family and their friends um, yeah I mean it's 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 not complicated it's it's something um, it, it's it's just you know it's just a it's such a it's a little taste you know it's like to draw people into like wow Jesus really is here he really he really cares about us <laughs> um, in a very intimate way and personal way and you know i hope that's this is this this book is just one one way that people can draw closer into that reality
2: so christina i bet many of our listeners are going to be interested in where can they get this book
1: oh they can get it at hurley's in fargo they can get it at holy family in fargo um a couple other bookstores i know in bismarck um and but also on, online it's on amazon it's on my on my website christinalar.com um if you are a parish, uh, I, I'm having discounts for parishes so that they're able to get it if they want to buy uh, multiple copies for their for their parishioners. Um, so, that's on the Fargo Diocese website. Um. Yeah.
2: And again, the, the title
0: is Candles Great Feast.
1: Candles Great Feast. Yeah,
0: yep. If you go to FargoDiocese.net forward slash revival, so FargoDiocese.net forward slash revival, um, you'll see it there under the resources, Eucharistic Resources for Kids, and there's a, a bulk discount there for, for that book. So Christina Lahr from the Diocese of Fargo, working in the Office of Communications, and also an, uh, an author of The Candles Great Feast. Thank you for being with us this morning.
1: Thanks you for having us. All having right, me. folks,
0: uh, we're going to step away for a little break and come back on the other side of this break. We're going to have a little more chatter, just uh, Tom and I are going to banter about all things important, I guess. But uh, don't go anywhere. This is Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.